following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It's hour number three on a statewide Wednesday broadcast being heard on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Also, you can listen online there and on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen weekdays at three anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer in studio, former major leaguer, a laundry list including the Yankees. And the Giants, he played with Bonds and Jeter. John Vanderwall out of Hudsonville, Michigan. Also an assistant baseball coach for the powerhouse Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central Rangers program. They got a doubleheader tonight. Uh, when Johnny's done taking on East Grand Rapids, team's doing well? Yeah, we got a lot of athletes. A lot of guys that uh, are really, really good at football and basketball came out to play baseball. We're talented and learning every day. Yeah, speaking of talented and learning every day, let's get to the Tigers off that doubleheader sweep yesterday. And Kerry Carpenter, a name we talked about last week uh, that you discussed earlier uh, in spring training. Uh, When we look at Torkelson, I'd like to see a little bit more out of him, but Green had the oppo home run opposite field. Uh, You look at Maton uh, up until the one nothing win, three straight walk-offs. You mix in... Uh, Vierling, and we're looking at these young bats. And the most important thing, I think, that hasn't been too overlooked since Baez got yanked and benched for the base running blunder, he's finally swinging the bat uh, like you said he would and has to because if the Tigers are out of it, he'll end up with another team pushing for the playoffs come trade deadline. Wake-up call. I'm not an A.J. Hinch fan, but what he did that night in Toronto was the perfect thing to do. When you miss, when you mess up base running like their team was for that whole series, for, the, well, for those first two games, the way they messed up the base running, something had to be done. You take them out, and it woke the team up, and I'm excited. Since then, they have played very, very well, and we were on their starting pitching last week. Their starting pitching at times has been very, very good in the stretch. Well, I had Boyd on uh, the opener in the series, right? You had Boyd, and then you had Rodriguez yesterday who had one of the better outings you've ever seen from a Tiger starter ever. And he is capable of that. That's why they got him. He is a prototypical third starter for a good big league team. He's a third starter who can come in and give you the opportunity to win. Now, he's a one starter for the Tigers because that's what he is. But that is what he is capable of. Again, he's pitching to get out of Detroit, too, in my, in my estimation. They want to get him out in July. They want to get Baez out in July in, in order for them to do that and to get some prospects and get some decent players. They've got to continue to do this. Well, you look at uh, Rodriguez and the way he's pitching. We mentioned the young bats. Uh, this is what 2023 is going to be like it is an audition to find out who is major league ready so when scott harris a new team president goes into free agency in the winter i need to plug in 
bats here, arms here. That's what he's doing. This entire year will be like this. But I'm really impressed that a couple times already you're like, okay, here we go. They're going to bottom out. They got a lot of fight in them. And I think that's the youth and that's the quality of talent in that roster. I'm talking on the young side. They can swing the bat. Now, Tiger fans, it's going to be this way all year long. You're going to see, and I'm so happy to see finally that we're seeing a streak because I don't care how bad a team you are, you in baseball, you will get on a streak. You'll get on a six, seven, eight game streak. They're on it right now. I hope they win three or four more, getting that seven, eight, nine, ten game streak where they win it because the bottom will come because they are too young to be able to sustain the entire year. But as a Tiger fan, it is encouraging that we're seeing this kind of streak in April. It's outstanding. I'm a Tiger fan, and I'm excited just to see these kids swing the bat. I thought I, I thought I was correct in spring training when I started seeing level planes. I see in uh, barrels through the middle of the zone, um, staying on off speed, going the other way. Uh, and I'm seeing it, and I am loving it on the hitting side. Yeah, look at Green with the homer. That was a difference. That was Apo Taco, 342 left well, field, wasn't well, it? Well, excuse me. I got, I, uh, we're going to pause while I look at the I didn't play in the big leagues handbook. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Apo, Apo Taco, opposite field. Okay, Apo Taco. I didn't know that. We're learning stuff every day with a former major leaguer and John Vanderwall. And Green... Green has that look of being an all-star for seven to ten years. Yes. In my mind. Totally agree. Torkelson, there needs to be a He's got to stop doing all his hand gestures and all this these little what, funny clown what is things. He doing? I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, to me, what it looks like is it, it, he, he's acting like a 10-5. I'm, throw, I'm throwing another thing at you here. You're going to learn again today. Okay, 10-5. throwing a 10-5 at you. Okay. That's, that's 10 years uh, with the same team, and then you got five years that you can decide where you want to go. You can block trades, a 10-5 guy. So, I mean, here you've got a 23-year-old who thinks he's a 10-5 guy. I, I mean... That, I mean, I, my, it blows my head off sometimes the way I watch him on the field. Quit doing your clown stuff, Spence. You know, I mean, you're two years, you, you don't even have a full year in the big leagues, and you look like a 10-5 guy. You look like, okay, I can't say it, but calm it down. Uh, you're hitting about 200, okay, which is, those numbers are good in the Bushlight Bowling League in Royal Oak. And they've dropped them in the lineup. So, I, 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 you know, Carpenter, I love his swing. You know, he had the walk-off homer and the 4-3 win. You know, you got Baez, you got Green, you got Maton. I just, I like the young guys. And, and unfortunately, you're looking at Torque batting around 220. You got Miguel at 206. And I'm, you're, you're getting to the point here with Miguel where you're like, yeah, you got the respect factor, the all-star first ballot uh, Hall of Famer respect and you can probably get through the season playing him as much as he wants to because you owe it to him, right? But I like I, I like where they're at. I, I like you got Haas. You can flip that around with Rodgers. I mean, the, the youth is stepping up. What we talked about last week, though, when opposing teams get a book on you, when the scouting's there, can you readjust again, right? So that's step two. Yeah, absolutely. Step two is coming. They're going through a stretch. Now, the Giants look to me like they're kind of in the same spot as the Tigers are. I mean, they just didn't look, they're not a dom, they didn't look like a dominant team anyway. Um, Cleveland has had the Tigers number for years. Um, yesterday, I mean, or last year, the Tigers played them pretty, pretty even. Um, 
So that's kind of back to normal. So the Tigers are with teams now that they should be able to compete with. I, I you still have to take out the Rays series out because they were just that good. So again, it's awesome to see these guys go. We still have to have you know we have to have stabilized Spencer Turnbull. We've got he's had a, uh, had a good start. We need more good starts out of him. And uh, it was very, very encouraging to see Rodriguez and what he did yesterday. And Boyd, awesome. you know, I, I look at yesterday, and it's nice when we talk about the hitting, but they scored five runs in a doubleheader sweep. Let's be honest. I get it was like wind chill of 30 degrees out there. But Boyd, I mentioned him, you know, five innings, you know, five hits. He's not dominating, as we've discussed, but he's getting the job done. And, and I like this uh, – I think it's uh, Engler. I, I like it. I like that guy. I really do with Lang, and that was in the opener. And then Rodriguez had, like I said, one of the better games you've ever seen a, a Tigers starter pitch in Game Two. So pitching, uh, you know, Boyd and Rodriguez are veterans. Who you know, Boyd, what is he getting? Ten million for the year. Yeah, I think they also got him as a clubhouse presence too. I think part they of that ten million that. is that he's been around. I think he is a stable person, an all around good good guy. The way that you watch other, like I watched the Giants interact with him after the game was called on Sunday, he just looks like that dude everybody likes, and you want him in the clubhouse. I not so high on his starts as you are. I mean, one of a, I mean. Baseball is subjective. Some things you like. I mean, I th- I see him as I really see him as a long middle reliever. He should be on a good team. He shouldn't be a starter, but on this team he is because he needs to fill innings. Uh, his stuff to me is is it's just a fourth or fifth inning, fourth or fifth. But maybe starter. they they hoped he might be a early season stopgap until one of those young arms got healthy and showed they could stay in the rotation, and then he moves into that long relief role. Right? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, so I, again, you you allow five runs, you get some timely hitting, which is always the key in baseball, and uh, like I said, Rodriguez, and you got Foley, and I uh, talked about Englert, and you take Lang, and you're starting to see some roles develop, uh, hitters who look comfortable at the plate. I'd like to see a little bit more out of Torkelson, but Baez, you know, when he's hitting a buck 86 and we're happy, it was, uh, you know, 100 you know, a week ago, uh, you'll take it. And, yeah, I'm looking at the White Sox. I'm looking at the Guardians. I'm looking at the Royals. I mean, that AL Central doesn't look as dominant. I thought Cleveland and the White Sox would be a lot better. It's weak, isn't it? It's right weaker, it weaker is. than I thought. Is that just early season and maybe you've had a tough schedule? Because, you know, they, they've had a tough schedule. I'm talking about the Tigers. It, you know, it's it's tough to say right now. Let's again, let's get through the middle of May and we'll see where they're Memorial at. Memorial right Day now. weekend, that first Memorial Day weekend. That's your point. deal, and that, and and I would agree with that. Let's see where they're at. It, you're going to go through again. We're going through highs and lows right now. Uh, other teams are doing the same thing, but it was just so fun to see because we we didn't see this at all. Well, we did see it in September, but September is again September is September like spring training is spring training. To be honest with you, so we're seeing it early and we're seeing it in April. Uh, I'm pumped about it. And that's, you know, you're looking at this team at, you know, seven and nine going into today, and they don't have a guy hitting. They didn't have a guy in the lineup of the sweep win yesterday, one zip over the Guardians. Didn't have a guy hitting over 300. You know, we we talk about timely. I I go back to that word again. Timely timely hitting. hitting. They don't have one. They didn't have one guy in the lineup. As I look up and down, that was hitting over 300 either going into or when that game was over. 
Tigers didn't have that. It's like you said, timely hitting, RBIs. And that's the one thing, even, you know, I'll get on the clown show with Torkelson, but the one thing that he has done is I've seen good at-bats through April here, and I've seen him get RBIs and run producing and, and driving in runs. And that's what you want to do. I'll take a guy who, who drives and runs and is a run producer more than I'll take a guy with an average. And they've had the young guys have been doing that. And that's another thing I tip my hat to. It's awesome. You know, Tyler Nevin, another name from Toledo that in last week's discussion, and John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio talking Tigers and Major League Baseball. Uh, if you do have a Tigers comment or question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. You can also join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. I do, he, he's raw. And you said it last week about Tyler Nevin, who tore it up to start at AAA Toledo, cooled off a little bit, but got the call up. Uh, I, I like him, too. I think there's some promise and future, not necessarily this year, in Tyler Nevin, the outfielder. Absolutely. I think, he, I think Tyler can play third base and first base, too. I think he's, he's versatile, versatile enough in, uh, position player that he can play those. But, again, they've made some good trades in the offseason. They've gotten, they got rid of some guys that uh, can help contending teams while getting back some players that although they're high in those organizations that these organizations were ready to get rid of they they were felt they could get rid of them so we've got some young players again it's going to go high and low high and low high and low but they are playing well and and watch them now because it's it's fun to watch them when they're doing when they're doing their stuff what's been your biggest surprise so far when we look at you know going into today with the doubleheader sweep yesterday when it comes to the tigers what has surprised you the most 16 games in uh, how much better the hitting is from last year? Yeah, absolutely. Just is it the visual? Because the numbers, like I said, no one's hitting over three hundred. You're talking maybe how much better the swings are? How much better the swings are? Yes, the, the swings, the swings, just they're they're planed out. They're staying through the zone. And planed out means flat. Yeah, they're not doing this launch angle stuff. Um, you know, collapsing the backside and swinging up. They're not doing that anymore. And now they're at, now they're able to go the other way. You're seeing a lot of opposite field hits. So I, I wouldn't worry so much on the average stuff. It's just that I mean, I'm watching games and I'm watching the way that these guys are keeping the barrel through the zone most of them, most of the time. Um, and it's very very encouraging. John Vanderwall, it's always encouraging to have him in studio talking Tigers and Major League Baseball. Like I said, if you got a comment question, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. On the Mercantile Bank listener line, add HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. All right, so when you're A.J. Hinch and you're getting this little mojo going, Johnny... For a young team, that does a lot, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, confidence, you're in the big leagues. Absolutely. Uh, you get the doubleheader sweep going into uh, today. You know, Baez kind of comes back and earns respect by hitting the ball. His wake-up call, as you said. Uh, you're A.J. Hinch and handling a young team with you being around young teams and also veteran teams loaded with rock stars like you had with uh, the Giants and the Yankees. Uh, what's the biggest key for Hintz to sustain this and keep it going? I hope his. I just hope his attitude has changed. He can't be too high or too low. And the way I'm watching AJ now is is that he is on an even keel, at least through his pref, his press conferences that he's on an even keel. Now, how he is with and interacts with other people during the day, I, I don't know. But keep an even keel and 
just ride out these young kids. And actually, when they do fail, this is what was so good about Dusty Baker, is that when, because you are going to feel absolutely miserable in this game, you are going to fail, and you're going to suck your thumb in a corner at some point during the season, probably multiple times during the season, even the All-Stars do it. So it's going to happen to these young kids. It's going to happen to these young kids many more times than it's going to happen to a seasoned vet. And he has to know that, hey, I know what you're going through. Because he kind of does, because he he was a big leaguer for a little bit. I don't want to say he's a sustained big leaguer, because he wasn't. I think he he had a couple years in. Um, But... So he kind of knows what's going on there, and he can go and he can tell these guys that, hey, I've been there, I know what you're feeling, and you know, keep your head up and keep moving forward. And that's where Miguel can also help these young guys. You know, I know Absolutely. We're, we're looking at it, he's not hitting the ball, but his presence and in talking to guys and a pat on the butt and good game or, hey, man, just uh, take his you know, outside pitch and go to right field. Uh, you know, what you mentioned about Boyd being able to help uh, the young arms. So I, I, I like how it's coming together. And they've already had one of those ruts to start the season. Yes. And then they came back and they should have won a couple more games in Toronto and then the base running blunders. But Hinch sent a message that, again, you can't send messages usually to veteran teams, but you can to young teams. Yes. And he, and what he did and was an outstanding move is what it did is just, it said, uh, you know, Baez, we might, you might be one of the highest paid guys here and, and you're going to be in the lineup every day, but when you make a mistake like that, you're coming out. And the young guys are going to go, whoa, probably like a guy like Torkelson. I mean, it just I, I'm a little bothered by Tork right now just by the way he acts. So maybe he got the message, too, like, hey, I, I'm not a 10-5 guy and I better go out there and better, better play. Well, he's dropping in the order. So that, that usually is a message. Is that a quiet message from a manager? Nah, I, I, his swings are good enough right now. I just I, I want him to become a complete big leaguer and not do the stuff he's doing because it's a clown show. And actually, the, the stuff they do with the hands and they're doing the gestures. Are they talking to each other? Are I don't signs? know. I mean, I'm just like, geez. Is you it a TikTok? You get a base hit and you're doing the clown is, it, is, it, is the, it TikTok? I, I don't know. Or the arrow thing they do, too. Oh, yeah, the boom. I'm going to shoot an arrow because I got a base hit. Wow. That's TikTok, man. That's TikTok. You know, or or they, or they it's like... That's Snapchat. That's or, Snapchat. or you hit a you hit a uh, Apo Taco line... Uh, oh, Apo. Lupo home Lupo. run over 315, and you're going to give the, I'm the number one. I'm number, number one. one. That's... I'm that, number that's one. That's Instagram right there. That's Snapchat, Woo! Instagram. I mean, oh. come on, guys. Number one, yeah. You're number one. You go back and you look at the TikTok, way the game was Snapchat, played before, and and Instagram, and and you know what? It was these guys have done it, and it got down to the young kids. Where are the old guys? Uh, like get off the lawn. You can go back and I hit some home runs, but there's I mean there might have been one or two that I celebrated. Normally, like you act like you do it. Did you ever talk any smack to any player after you had a big hit? No. I just talk smack to anyone because back back when I played, <laughs> you get knockdown pitches. Right? Oh, some, yeah. and if it, well, if I didn't get a neck ball, one of my teammates would get a neck ball. And a neck ball again. We're learning a lot about the major leagues. Neck balls when they go for your they go for your neck. Okay, well that's pretty obvious. Thank you, thank you, Doctor Van. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he would. Somebody would get a neck ball, and then and then it's like they're going to come at you. Say now, the neck ball was because of you. You. You know, then there's a fight goes on and it gets settled in the in the tunnel. But so we didn't do that stuff. 
We didn't. We didn't. You had too many big stars, like with the Yankees. You were telling me the guys that were on that team. Tory was managing. He had Jeter, right? Who else was on that team? Jambi, um, Posada, Bernie Williams, Casper the Ghost. Oh my God! Oh, they had Mariano. Mariano, Mariano, rock just, stars. Yeah, but Mariano was hurt most of that year. I was there. He had a lot of injuries, but. Yeah, it would, just people wouldn't do that stuff. It's just a disrespect to the game. And Anybody ever throw at Bonds? You played with Bonds with the Giants. Anybody ever throw at him? No. No, he was – I mean, Bonds was, Bonds was larger than life. I mean, it is what it is. That's what he was. He did is, you ever go did. out like have a beer with Bonds? He didn't drink. He didn't. Maybe, maybe some nectar or kale juice or something like that? Never saw him drink. Never? He didn't drink. Wow, he never drank. Yeah. I, I never did. Who was the funnest teammate John Vanderwall ever had in the major leagues? That people who see this guy on the field, you don't have to tell any stories, but people who would know this name, it's a household baseball name, and the guy didn't seem like it when he's playing, but off the field he was just a really fun guy to hang out with. I don't know. I don't want to generalize. I know that there were some guys. There was always some. Play. I don't want to get into that, that that part of it. I will tell you that there were some awesome. I'm not asking awesome like people. stories. Like, um, like the, you can tell me the story off air, but I'm just saying like who was fun. Just the funnest guy won. I mean, Jambi was a great guy. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, with Jeter, fun. Yep, uh, Jeter was a great guy. What what would they do like? So if you guys all go out to dinner, which you did a lot as a team, Trevor Hoffman was what well, Trevor Hoffman with was the probably Padres, yes right? was probably one of the best. Did, did, did the big names always want to pick up the check for everybody? Hoffie always picked up the check. Really? Did Jeter ever just throw out? Like- I, I never really had the dinners like that. Like when I was with the Padres, uh, Hoffie every Saturday or Sunday or uh, um, like a Sunday travel day, whatever city we'd go into, we'd always go somewhere to dinner. Like a nice steak dinner or something? Yep, he'd always pick up the tab. Man. Uh, you, you told me. I, th- I mean, Hoffy was you said the epitome he was, of the unbelievable guy. Right. You, you, I think back during spring training, I said best teammate you ever had. You, you mentioned Hoffman then. Yeah, he was just just a class act, just to get the guys together, have steak. They they like to smoke cigars. I wasn't a cigar guy. What's the biggest bill you ever saw from a group of pro baseball players at a restaurant? The uh, biggest bill? Uh, back in the day, it was like 7000 For dinner. For dinner. <laughs> <laughs> nice tip. You're leaving twenty percent. Fourteen hundred bucks. Fourteen hundred dollars. But tip. there was like twenty guys there, and that, I think that was probably that was a Hoffy deal too. I mean, it was. That, I mean, so there's like twenty guys. Bad. I mean, you know, four hundred, but with a tip, four fifty each for dinner. It's major leagues. Yeah, I mean, what, what's the minimum now in major league baseball? Seven hundred now or seven fifty? Yeah, it's right. crazy. Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars minimum. Yeah. Wow. But they were buying like these. They loved wine back then, and I, well, I'm not a wine guy, but, I mean, I don't know, $300 bottles of wine, and there was 10 of them. I mean, it was just crazy well, you're stuff. you're major leaguers. Like, yeah. you're, you're making millions. It's different. Yeah, it was just, it's a different game. I mean, you know, I... You, you know, know, now I like Chick-fil-A. I, I, <laughs> I mean, it, it's serious. Back then, you I want grab a, your sandwich I want a 40-ounce filet with, you know, I mean... And you just you didn't think twice about. And now you now you Chick Fil A and boxed wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. John Vanderwall in studio. One more segment with John before uh, he heads out for Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central and East Grand Rapids. Assistant coach there. Uh, he's a former major leaguer. One of the best swings you'll ever see. One of the great pinch hitters. 
uh, the game has ever seen out of Hudsonville, Michigan, played at Western, joins us in studio to talk Tigers and baseball every once in a while. If you have a Tigers question, you can join us live on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on the HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland. This show is huge. In the den. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. This series against Cleveland should give Tigers fans a glimpse of what their team must look like to win. Now, I know fans want to look like the Padres with four MVPs candidates in the lineup, or the Yankees with their home run power, or perhaps the Mets because their payroll is by far and away the most in baseball. But really, it's Cleveland and how they win games, which is the blueprint for Detroit. The Guardians win with pitching. They win with defense. They have five gold glove caliber defenders. They win with speed. They lead the league in stolen bases, and they win, maybe most importantly, by controlling the zone. No team in baseball sees more pitches than the Cleveland Guardians. Folks, pay attention. This is how you win the division and get back to the playoffs if you're Detroit. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Hey Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in downtown Grand Rapids, and now they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. Now, Dorn Mayhew is an east side firm. Now you get the west side of Michigan with Bean Carter, and whether you're a small business or big business, they can handle all of your accounting and business needs at Bean Carter. Just go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I mentioned with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew, they cover all of Michigan, the Midwest, and coast to coast. Find out how the pros at Bean Garter can help your business today. Go to beancarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And I know Tom Rosenbach and his team are so happy about their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, 5 o'clock hour on a Wednesday with Superfly Hayes as our executive producer in studio. Former major leaguer John Vanderwall played with Jeter, played with Bonds. He's out of Hudsonville, Michigan. 
college baseball at Western. He joins us every once in a while in the studio to talk Tigers and Major League Baseball. We were discussing during the last time out, uh, the shot, uh, not shot clock, uh, but the pitch clock, uh, the bigger bases, their r- new rules. You know, we were all thinking it's the end of the world during the offseason. I don't notice them anymore. And I think the pace of the game uh, was needed for everybody. Players, fans, managers, TV across the board. Absolutely. Uh, I saw the pitch clock, shot clock in the minor leagues, and it it was so good. It, it was unbelievable how much faster the games were going. So when it was coming in this year, I was like, amen, amen, brother. This is the one thing that we needed. And as a fan of baseball, as a scout of baseball, as a former player of baseball, the games were too long. Three hours and 21 minutes, three hours and 30 minutes, three hours and 40 minutes. It's too long. Two and a half to 240 is, is what you need in a baseball game. 220 is perfect if you're a player so you can get in and out. It has been miraculous. I think the fans are going to enjoy and are going are enjoying it more. I know that for me, baseball was very very tough to watch. I'm watching baseball now and enjoying it in two and a half hours. Where that that is that extra hour is horrible. Softball loved watching softball. Why? Because the pace of play was so good. Baseball is going to get into the. I mean, people are loving it now, and I believe that it's 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 going to come back, and the fans are going to like it even more. Well, the one thing I noticed off the doubleheader yesterday with the Tigers because of the rain on Monday, that you might be able to get back if you if if you're a franchise that needs to draw, get back to two for the price of one. Play a doubleheader, right? Because of the time now, it's different. And also concession stands, you know, beer cut off at, you know, the middle of the seventh, trying to, you know, keep the drunks out of there, which is tough when you look at the video from the White Sox last weekend. <laughs> uh, and now some teams are bumping that to the middle of the eighth inning. Uh, but there are things like that doubleheader. It, 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 it's a part of baseball tradition. And, and you're playing these weekday games, okay? There, there might have been 100 fans in the stands yesterday. They said paid attendance was like 10,900 for the Tigers. Windchill was in the 20s, right? Why play all those weekday games? I know you're trying to fill TV slots, but start to look at the possibility of some doubleheaders later in the week or things like that that would be fan-friendly or somebody knew Tuesday it's two-for-one, right? And you're playing a doubleheader, you're going to fill the park on a Tuesday. Yeah, and that would have to go through the Players' Union, this Players' Association, too. And then, but you would they have say no or time. yes to well, that? It'd be interesting now because, like, how long did it take him to play two games yesterday? Five hours, less than five hours. Yeah. I mean, it, so if the if the pace of play is better and you're not going to be at the ballpark as long, now you've got, now you can uh, negotiate and discuss it with the Players Association. I think they'd probably be more up to it now because of the pace of play is so much better. It's just tough. I, I remember when I played that we didn't want to play doubleheaders because you didn't want to be at, at the ballpark for 12 hours. And that was really legitimate. What well, you're going to be there for two games? Uh, now with the, this extended, with this good uh, pace of play, I'm not saying that they would go for it, but you got a better chance to get it done. Well, and you have some when there's school in session, you're playing these night games in a place like Detroit, where yeah, more are living downtown, but it's not close to a heavy living area like New York or Boston, right, or Chicago. Uh, and I just even with the weather. You're not going to draw till summer 
uh, when the kids are out of school and the families and the teams are going down there for weekday games. It's just done for TV right now, right? Well, let's put let's throw the West Michigan Whitecaps in the fold here for a second. Now, I remember when we didn't have the uh, shot clock and we had these 10 a.m. games when all these elementary schools would come in. They would be leaving by 12.30, 1 o'clock to get the kids back to the buses to go home. We could be in the fifth inning, the sixth inning. You know, now you put the shot clock in, that game's close to being done or is done. Already. I like how you, I call it shot clock and it's pitch clock. Well, whatever call, it is. But we call it both. It's the same thing. Well, you know, but, you're following my lead, which means when you screw up, I screwed up and I don't feel bad about it. There you it. go. But you get, you, get the, you get the clock involved, and these kids now can watch a full game, which they don't care to watch a full game, but uh, they want to get their candy and their, their, their rubber arms and their fingers and all this stuff, and they want to yell and scream and have a good time. But the game and the pace is so much better that the game is, can, is done now before they got to go. I mean, before they can, go, they can go home and then catch the bus. I'm the Tigers. Why are you doing more of those kids' days promotions and stuff during the week in these April-May games when you need it? So it's up to the marketing department. Uh, one thing before we're done here, we just got a couple of minutes in our final segment. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer in studio. MLB announced that new experimental rules like they did with the pitch clock and the bigger bases and the runner on second, uh, which you're still using in the big leagues, which I don't mind anymore. Uh, new experimental rules to be tested in the Atlantic League minor league baseball in 2023 will include a designated pinch runner rule where you can use a pinch runner, the same one, anytime you want to. Okay, any at any time. Uh, limits on pitching disengagements and the return of the double hook designated hitter. Explain that. Uh, what is it? The double. I, 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 Idea, idea, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> the pinch runner, I have no no qualms about because it'll speed the game up. Um, the double hook, what is that? If the pitcher goes five, you can keep your 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 designated hitter in it. But right, if he gets yeah. pulled, then whoever pitches has Well, what's to, the pitching disengagement? Is that the pitcher stepping off the... But I don't know that clock. one. I don't know that one. I don't know what I don't know what pitching disengagements is. That's why I was asking you. You know, the only thing with the pinch runner is you, you're going to then keep somebody who can run like the wind, and they're going to pinch run every time for the catcher. But I mean, it, it, you're going to have if they do it, then every team is going to have a guy who can do that. I don't see where that's going to help so much as because you have what two minutes or three minutes for commercial break. So I mean, well, we'll talk about that next time you're in. Yeah, the catcher's got. I, time. I'll go into the new rules with the Atlantic League that both of us don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, the, the Atlantic about. League is Mikey. Okay, all right. Yeah, we'll let's get Mikey that. to eat it before I, we try. Well, yeah. they did it with the minor leagues with the yeah. you know the pitch clock. Uh, John, great stuff in studio. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Right. Yeah, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, talking Tigers and MLB in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Everything huge, 24-7 at net. Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop, not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you, the family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop. Not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. 
Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute. Purple Communities 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Spend the money wheel and win up to $100,000 cash. Every Saturday in April from 5 to 11 p.m., one winner each hour will spin for the win and take home up to a hundred grand. Whirl in for $100,000 money wheel only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back to another edition of True and Blue, something we do each and every week on the Huge Show across Michigan with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And we spotlight great men and women who serve and protect each and every day. And we have a family affair we're ready to bring to you. Chief Terry McDonald, he's Chief of Police, Little Traverse Bay Band of Odawa Indians Police Department, and his wife, Jill McDonald, is the Chief of Police in Charlevoix in northern Michigan, and they join us. I I don't know if this is the only case of a husband-wife team, both who are Chiefs of Police. Is this happening anywhere else in the country? Um, I just hired a gentleman from... Olivet, Missouri, and his police chief was married to um, another police chief um, down there, a husband and wife team. Well, what's it like? What's it like? That's the one I know of. Yeah, and, and Terry, for you, uh, as a husband-wife team, uh, take us through the short version of what it's like to both be chiefs of police, which is pressure-filled each and every day, and you have a job to do, and also uh, do you leave – Work at work when you come home? How does that work with the McDonald family? No, well, not always. We don't always leave it at home. Uh, and it's actually a blessing to me to have her um, because if I have an issue or trouble at work, that I know that I can ask her about it and get some very good advice on how I may want to handle any particular situation that might be uh, uh, in front of me uh, at that particular time. So, no, it doesn't always get left home at work at all. Yeah, because both of you have a lot of experience. I'm looking at, what, 34 and 30 years. So leaning on each other. I would think almost both of you being chiefs of police probably strengthens your relationship as husband and wife, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So uh, in becoming a chief of police and you have administrative duties, you have to do things like this, which is pretty cool with the True and Blue segment heard statewide in Michigan uh, each and every week with the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. I'll begin with you, Jill. And I travel to Charlevoix a lot, golf up at Dumaglass, and I uh, just love uh, Charlevoix. Uh, it's one of my favorite destinations. Uh, not the typical big city chief of police duties, uh, but tell me what a day is like for Chief McDonald uh, in Charlevoix, Michigan. Um, it's like this time of year, it's a little quiet. As you know, when you come up in the summertime, our population grows from about uh, 2,500 or 3,000 up to maybe 10 or 12,000 during that time. And it's quite busy for three or four months with um, people visiting um, or staying in their summer homes up here. 
So it's a lot of public relations. Um, I have a great um, crew of officers that are very um, integrated into the community and know a lot of the people and the business owners throughout the city. So we have a lot of contacts and uh, community orientation. And Terry, for you as, uh, and it would be the chief law enforcement officer, a.k.a. chief of police for the Little Traverse Bay Band of Odawa Indians Police Department, uh, what's a day like for you in northern Michigan? Uh, Very similar, Bill. Um, We don't have a huge call load, uh, especially don't have a a huge load of criminal activity, but we do have it. We're responsible for uh, law enforcement through uh, our, our properties actually touch uh, three counties here in Northwest Michigan, and we have two casinos that we're responsible for uh, that are on our properties. I have a great staff myself up there. There's uh, seven plus me, um, and uh, we are very involved with the, uh, the community, not only the tribal community, but the community at large as well. And we work uh, very closely with other agencies, uh, sheriff's offices, city police departments, uh, to handle anything that comes up. Terry McDonald is chief of police for the Little Traverse Bay Band of Odawa Indians Police Department. His wife, Jill McDonald, is chief of police in Charlevoix, Michigan. They're joining us on our True and Blue segment presented by the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. Uh, retention, recruitment, getting people to move up north, people who move away. Uh, over 4,000 openings right now in law enforcement all across Michigan. And one of the biggest challenges I hear from anybody connected to law enforcement, especially through the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, filling uh, those openings. So let's talk about it with you, Jill, first. Uh, Are you looking for great men and women to serve and protect the people of Charlevoix? And how do they get connected to your police department? Um, I was lucky enough just to fill a position. Um, I was able to get two local candidates. One is a gentleman that just moved back here, from, like I said, from Missouri. And uh, another one was looking to move uh, from a county agency to a local agency. But it's very hard to find people that want to come into this profession. It's a great profession. It's been very good to our family. Um, and I would recommend a lot of, you know, you get no, no two days are the same. And you have a lot of opportunity to help people uh, throughout your community and outside the community, make some great friendships and relationships along the way that'll last a lifetime. So if somebody's interested listening across Michigan right now, maybe just to put an application on file for the Charlevoix Police Department, uh, Chief McDonald, what do they need to do? They need to go to uh, the Charlevoix website at charlevoix.gov and uh, fill out an application there with us. Um, And if somebody's interested in becoming a police officer in the state of Michigan, if they visit the Michigan Association of Chief of Police website, there are... uh, like you said, the 4,000 jobs that are open in Michigan posted there. All right, and Chief McDonald, I, I actually have to say Chief Terry McDonald, so I get my McDonald's uh, straight here because Jill McDonald and Terry McDonald are both chiefs of police and they're married, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan in our True and Blue segment. So for the Little Traverse Bay Band of Odawa Indians Police Department, uh, retention, uh, recruiting new officers, uh, how many openings do you have? And if somebody listening right now is interested in making that move or they do live up uh, in the northern Michigan area, how can they contact you and at least get an application in? Uh, I currently have uh, openings for one officer and uh, one dispatcher because we have our own dispatch. You can go to ltbb.gov on the web and then click on uh, job openings. 
that will route you to the HR department where you can fill out your application, and then that all gets forwarded uh, to us when we get to my office, excuse me, when, uh, when we do have applicants come, uh, come available. To the both of you, to the McDonald family, thank you, uh, Chief Jill McDonald, Chief of Police for Charlevoix, and Terry McDonald, Chief of Police for the Little Traverse Bay Band of Odawa Indians Police Department, both in northern Michigan. Thank you for serving and protecting the people of northern Michigan and uh, committing your lives, uh, literally, uh, you know, at the altar and uh, into marriage, uh, serving and protecting the people here in Michigan. Well done. Thank you, Huge, and thank you for doing what you're doing for law enforcement and Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. And when I'm up in Charlevoix, I'll stop into the Charlevoix Police Department and say hello, okay? Please, please do. Please do. Same thing, yeah, same thing with you, Terry, when I'm up in the Traverse City area, okay? I'm in Petoskey, but yeah, stop by. Well, Petoskey, that's right. No, you're right. I got, for our listeners on 104.7 and AM 1340, the ticket, right? I got to get, I'm getting my northern Michigan I, I, so I do go back and forth between Charlevoix and Petoskey. I, I go eat a lot in uh, Petoskey. So you're right. You're, I, 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 let me get my location straight. I'll see you when you're in Petoskey. We have our great affiliate, 104.7 FM and AM 1340, the ticket, Charlevoix, Petoskey, to the bridge. There you go. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Have yeah, a great day. Yeah, back at you. Uh, that's Chief Terry McDonald, Chief of Police, Little Traverse Bay, Band of Odawa Indians Police Department and Chief Joe McDonald, Charlevoix, Chief of Police. Yeah, I was getting confused. I was thinking Traverse City. He goes, I'm in Petoskey. The chief had to correct me on a true and blue segment. That's the first time it's ever happened. But I'm okay. I can deal with it because I respect that they protect and serve as a family. Big. Bad. Huge.